Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Usually, after supper, Lefty Larkin and Aunt Mary would sit on the front porch if it were summertime or in front of the fire in the winter and they'd reminisce about the past, speculate as to the future, as two old friends will. Whenever he could, Lefty would turn the conversation to Peggy, Aunt Mary's niece. Though neither Aunt Mary nor the young lady herself suspected it, Peggy was Lefty Larkin's daughter. Long ago, almost 15 years when he'd first come to Wakefield in search of his little girl, Lefty had felt it was best not to reveal his true relationship. He was afraid to. He told himself to wait until the right time. But somehow the years rolled by without his saying anything about it. And now he couldn't bring himself to explain. Well, today, after he'd freshened up, Lefty didn't go straight to Aunt Mary's, according to his custom. Instead, he settled down on his own little porch. He had something he wanted to do. Something involving a big pad of paper, a ruler, and a sharp-pointed pencil. He was bending over, very much absorbed with his work, when he heard... Lefty? Yeah? Oh, hi, Aunt Mary. Come on up. Sure you don't mind? Of course not. Well, that's good. You ought to know, Aunt Mary. When did I ever mind talking to you? Well, I thought you might feel like being alone. Whenever I do, you can rest assured I'll come right out and tell you. All right, Lefty. That's the bargain. Yeah, come on, come on, sit down. Anything happen around here today? I just got back from town a while ago. Stopped in the bank to say hello to David, but he was playing hooky, I guess. Yes, he was lefty in a way. He came out to see me. No wonder I missed your so-and-so. Haven't seen him since he got back from Miami. He's been pretty busy. What about, Chip? I wanted to ask him. Did she, uh, did he say I'll see her? That's why he came out, Lefty. Poor David's very much upset. Oh, what's wrong? Gosh, don't tell me the girls had to relapse. No, no, it isn't that. Lefty, remember when Kit first disappeared? We talked about the possibility of a perjury suit. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> the lies that girl told under oath. No wonder they were looking for her when she, when the trial ended. Well, it seems they intend to indict her. Now? Mm-hmm. Indict her now? Mm-hmm. When she's had this mental crack-up? That's what David thinks. I see. Well, of course, they can't let her just get away with it. No, she has to pay for what she did. David and I realize that. But not now. Not when she's ill. Yeah. It sure could set her recovery back. It's what worries me. As David said, if only she could get back on her feet first. Get well before they press those charges. Yeah. Well, what's David going to do, Aunt Mary? Well, not much he can do, I'm afraid. It all depends on... How much authority Dr. Larrabee has to protect her until she's fully recovered. And Dr. Larrabee, uh, he's the head doc out of the sanitarium, isn't he? Yes. And David hopes the doctor may be able to keep the her resting sick until she's well again. Let's hope he's able to. But in the meanwhile, there's no sense in borrowing trouble. Mm, I suppose not, Lefty. Perhaps it'll work out. What's that you're drawing? This? Well, Aunt Mary, I'm... Uh, I'm designing a house. A house? Yeah, and for Peggy and Bill. But listen, I thought they had their own plans drawn up already. Listen, Aunt Mary, if they ever tried to build a house the way Bill has it doped out, they'd wake up some fine morning and find a roof in the cellar. Oh, Lefty. That's the truth. <laughs> well, that guy knows about as much about architecture as I know about raising tropical fish. <laughs> I figured I'd better save everybody a lot of hullabaloo by whipping up something myself. Didn't figuring out how much it'd cost to build them a first-class modern house. Well, I hope you're not setting too high a figure. 
Bill hasn't a great deal of money to invest just now. Yeah, no, he hasn't. But you see, Aunt Mary, I've been saving my money for years with just one person in mind. Peggy? I don't need to tell you how much that kid means to me. I've watched her grow up into a lovely young woman. And now she's going to be married. I want her to have a good start, a lovely home of her own, for me. Well, I think that's wonderful, Lefty. But the only thing that worries me, I, I wonder if Bill would be willing to accept it. You know what a lot of pride he has. He darn well better accept it. He has no right to refuse. I'm giving it to Peggy. Well, it's just that Bill wants to make a home for Peggy. And... Yeah, I know. But they shouldn't have to wait any longer. Peggy wants to get married right away. If that's what she wants, then I... I... Hey, ain't that Mario Descartes, Carl? Yes. Yes, I think it is. Looks as if he's turning in here. I'm glad he came over. I've been wanting to have a talk with him. Hey, Mario! Oh, Lefty! Good afternoon, Mario. Well, hello, I'm Mary. I was sent me over to return this parent to Boston Sadie. Well, thank you. Your wife's certainly a very prompt young woman. She only borrowed it day before yesterday. Well, she said Sadie had promised to change woman. Sit down and stay a while, Mario. Oh, no. No, thank you. I'd like to, but I'm kind of a hurry. Ah, oh, go on, Mario. You're not too busy to chew the fat for a little while. You've been keeping yourself pretty scarce lately. I've been working hard. Good for you. Well, just the same as no sense in being antisocial. You might as well be friendly. I leave that stuff to Carla. Me, I, I just seem to get into trouble if I try to be social. Hmm. That seems to be kind of a silly attitude. Maybe it is. That's how I feel. Look here, Mario Descari. I've known you since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. I've been wanting to give you a piece of my mind for quite a while, and this is as good a time as any. Lefty. That's all right, Aunt Mary. I know what I'm doing. Sure of that, Lefty? Darn right I am. Everybody talks about this temper of yours, Mario. They're afraid to give it to you straight for fear you'll fly off the handle. But me? I'm not afraid. I think you're making a big mistake, and I decided quite a while ago to tell you so next time I saw you. Well, you started this. You might as well finish it. You've got a lot of fine qualities. You're honest, hardworking, intelligent. You could be a swell guy, Mario. But there's something holding you back. You've got the wrong approach to people. You're suspicious. You'd be a dope not to be. You don't know what's been going on. No? I think I do. I know, for instance, that that temper of yours is causing you not to think straight sometimes. Like when? Like this business about your wife. Why, anybody with half an eye could see that that girl's absolutely crazy about you. But do you believe in her? No, no. You'd rather believe some of that darn fool gossip. Oh, I don't want to believe it, Lefty, but how can I help it? Listen to me, son. Ever since you've known me, I've been an old screwball who made his living working around a farm. But I've been around. I've been around a lot. Years ago, when I worked in a newspaper office in Chicago, I could tell you I saw a lot of things. And whether you believe it or not, I know... Well, I think I know a darn sight more about human beings than you do. So what, Lefty? I'm not arguing with you. I may not know a lot about people, but I do know about my wife. And that's where you're wrong. If you knew her, understood her the way you should, you'd have more sense than to put any stock in this gossip you've heard. This story about Carla and Bill Mead. That's your opinion, Lefty. With me... Why, Bill Mead's so much in love with Peggy, he can't see straight. And your wife's just as much in love with you. How can you think for one minute there's any truth in this cockeyed gossip? Now, Mario, look, you'd just be logical. Listen to reason. Listen to reason. That's all I've been doing. Carla, Aunt Mary, and now you. And maybe we know what we're talking about. Sure. But 
Maybe you just think you do. Anyway, anyway, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So long, Lefty. Bye, Mary. Goodbye, my boy. Take care. And Mario, think over what I told you. Poor Mario. Sure, Aunt Mary, I, I feel sorry for him, too. But he can't let his emotions run away with him like he does. He's got to see how much grief he's causing everyone. That's true, Lefty. But he has to see for himself. You mean I shouldn't have sounded off? Well, I, I didn't want to be hard on him. But I was thinking of Peggy. Her welfare is all wrapped up in this thing, too, you know. And so far as that gossip is concerned, well, the whole thing's crazy. And Mario's got to see that it is. I know you probably think I went at it wrong or something. No. No, Lefty. What I'm thinking about is the way you stood up for Bill. It's the first time I ever heard you talk like that. Oh. Well, Aunt Mary, Peggy loves Bill and he loves her. I may have beefed around off and on, but, well, that's just in the family. But Bill's to be Peggy's husband, and, well, so long as he makes her happy, I'm not going to stand around and let people run him down. So Lefty has made up his mind to accept Bill Mead wholeheartedly. Aunt Mary felt a warm front of gratitude. Of course, he knew that Lefty Larkin might take a long time to make up his mind, but once it was made up, Lefty would stand by his decision through thick and thin. 